Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. The weather today will be a high of minus 12 degrees in Edmonton, minus 8 degrees in Saskatoon, and 4 degrees in Toronto. Happy New Year. Thank you, Avi. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. We are broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. All you need to do is just uh, download that app in order to listen live. It's called Podbean. And uh, yeah, it's, it's so much better. Isn't it better? It's better. Isn't it better than listening to the, the podcasts on iTunes? Like you can listen to whatever you want, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. But joining into the show live is just, it's, it's, it's the best way to start your day. And um, as well, when you join in live you to the app, you have the access of well, saying hello to everybody in, the, everybody in the chat, like everyone is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free. Mm-hmm. So in the chat there, if you have any questions that you need answered today in order to get you moving on your real estate investing business or, or getting your business started, you just ask and we'll answer it Yeah, for free every morning. It's free coaching. Um, there's also a call-in button. You can click the call-in button and call in and ask your questions as well. It's just, it's um, it's an amazing resource that not enough people are taking advantage of. So take advantage of it because um, you never know. One day it might be gone. And they'll be like, ah, oh, I really wish, I really wish I would have asked more questions. I really wish I would have got up early and asked those questions. One day I'm just not going to show up anymore. And I'm just going to point my finger. I'm going to be like, ah, told you. You know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. the people that say like, oh, I really wish I would have bought in 2002. Oh, man, I'm, those houses, they doubled. I really wish I would have bought in 2012 in Ontario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I really wish. I really wish. So, it, it, I'm telling you, it's right here. It's right now. It's not that hard. All you got to do is wake up early every morning and we'll answer your questions for free. What do we got going on in the chat today? Well, we have John here who uh, says that uh, he hasn't listened to the podcast since last year. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, my God. Dad jokes already? <laughs> you looked confused. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have uh, we have our people back. We have Kyle. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, John. We have Don and Matt and Liam. Good morning, Eric and Crispy. <laughs> good morning, Chris. We have Varsh and Paul and Kathleen. Chad, Val, Johnny. Good morning, Taylor and Francis. Our people are back. Yes. Thomas, Allen, Scotty. So it was just last week everybody was off because uh, because they were off from work or? Yes. Sleeping in. That's good. We got lots of new. During the holidays. Apparently we got lots of new people joining us today or going to be joining us today for the um, for the big draw for the top fan mm. of the month. So um, how we're does that away, work? Giving away two free coaching calls. Um, those coaching calls are valued at $250 an hour, which by the way, you can go and um, book those coaching calls whenever you want. Um, if you go to my Instagram, I believe it's him. How does that all work? It's <laughs> <laughs> the easiest way to get someone there. I think I put a, I think I feel I, I put a little, a few barriers there to, to, to make it harder for people to find it. So that way coaching calls don't get booked all day, every day. Um, wow. <laughs> but it is what it's the truth. If I did coaching calls all day, I'd never get anything done. It's true. Um, if you go to my Instagram, um, and look on my, uh, what do they call it there? The profile link tree. Oh, your bio, my bio, the link is in my bio. The link is in your the bio link trees in my bio there. And you can, or you just shoot me a DM. If you guys <laughs> want to shoot me a DM, I'll send you the link. But anyways, you can book a coaching call, but they're $250 an hour. So like I always ask if someone wants to book a coaching call, uh, first of all, come to the morning show first and ask your questions for free for free. Okay. Don't go book a coaching call first. 
ask your questions for free. If you still feel like I just need an hour with Wayne to work through something, then that's what coaching calls are all. Like if you want to work through something one-on-one, if you, if you're having trouble and you need to do a little problem solving, or if you need, just need a real kick in the ass, then yeah, book a coaching call, but they're $250 an hour. We're giving away two of those today um, for our top fan. Um, So the top fan competition, we do this every month on the first day of every month. Well, this month, obviously first show of every first show of every month. What you need to do is you need to join into the show live every morning, okay? Monday through Friday, every day. And what you can do is, if you look in the, if you're, if you're on the live app right now, on the right side, you can see um, that heart button, right? Yes. Right? It probably has a little countdown going on right now. Yeah. So you click that heart button and it will accumulate hearts throughout the show. Every time you click it, you get more and more hearts. Every time, um, if you share the show through the app to like Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, you get hearts. If you call into the show, you get hearts. You can buy hearts. There's there's all these different ways to, before Josh complains about it. <laughs> um, there's lots of different ways to accumulate hearts. But anyways, whoever has the most hearts at the end of the month, the top five people, what we do is we take all of their, uh, the top five people and we give them ballots into a draw. Okay. So first place is going to get five ballots. Uh, second, we'll get four. Third place will get three. Fourth place, I get two. Fifth place, I get one. We take all those names. We put them into a very vintage real estate investor dad coffee cup. Shake, give it a little shake. And then my my lovely seven-year-old daughter is going to pull the name out. And that person is going to win two free coaching calls. Now, Ken has won the last two months. I have a feeling that Ken has been bribing my daughter. <laughs> Because clearly he he he's he knows this guy knows how to win. Ken, what uh, what place was Ken in last month? I threw the, the sheet out, but I think he might have been second. Second or third, yeah. Second or third, yeah. So we'll see we'll see how that that plays out. Um, is everybody ready for the draw? Yeah, and, we're ready. And for those of you guys that are new that, that just started for that for the first time, um, this is your first day, right? This is your first day, your new your new routine. And you know, start waking up every morning and showing up and uh and 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 hitting the like button and, and sharing the show and whatnot. And uh and and you could potentially be entered into the draw at the next month next month, which is uh, next month will be February, right? Ken, January right now. Ken says, please don't pick me. <laughs> Ken, Ken, if you win, you have like a quarter of a year of coaching for free. Yeah. If you use that strategically, you're going to kick some ass this year. Yeah, Ken's going to email me. He did email you. What? Oh. No, he's going to email me again. Oh, with some dates? Yeah, with some dates. Okay. Yeah, it would, well, the holidays was a real pain in the butt. Yeah. And last month was really busy. <laughs> Garrett says, can we just get it over with and congratulate Ken again? Oh. <laughs> uh... What do we got? Hold on. Gabby. <laughs> okay, so say it. Gabby. <laughs> Gabby was in fifth place this month, so Gabby's the winner. I was in fifth place and had one ballot. But wait, 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 wait. I do not want an hour with Wayne. I'm like, you better, you better put your two hours, baby. Um, Oh yeah, two hours. I'm like, you're in fifth place. You get one ballot. You better put your name in there. She's like, oh, I did. Um, Okay. But but what I would like to do is, can I gift my my coaching calls? You want to gift them? Yeah. We've never done this before. I want to gift them to Kyle since he worked hard for that first place. Okay. All right. <laughs> so uh congratul can we get a round of applause for Kyle? Yeah, Kyle. I don't I don't have a round of applause. How about a <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> Kyle. Okay, so Kyle, shoot me an email at um Info at reimorningshow.com. Um we've already chatted before, so I kind of have the gist of um, Kyle's book coaching calls before. Okay. Um, so I already know Kyle very well. Um, but just shoot me an email and, and we'll, we'll get those, um, we'll get those two coaching calls scheduled in. And if there's anything specific that you want to talk about, just, uh, lay it out in that email and, 
and we'll get moving. That's awesome. that's that's it's funny because we Everly and I were making the the names today to put in the cup and she's like, Why is your name on there? I'm like, because I'm a top fan this month. And she's like, But you only have one. I'm like, Yeah, because I was I was the last place fan. And she's like, Oh, she's like, Don't worry, I'll pick you. <laughs> but I had control of the cup. I mixed those things real good and she couldn't see. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh boy. Okay, so uh, I saw Barry in here. Barry's in here. Yep. Barry Park in here today. Uh, Chad Bailey's here as well. Yeah. Chad's back. Awesome. That's great. Very cool. Um, okay, cool. Just going through all the comments here. And we have our first question, it looks like, as well. Okay. First question of the year. I'm going to save that question for <laughs> after the... what. <laughs> I was going to say, should we actually answer it in timely fashion? Yeah, I'm going to answer. Um, I'm going to answer it, but I just want to get through a couple things first. Um, just normal, you know, daily housekeeping stuff. I do have it, and I'm going to answer it right after um, we get through our normal stuff. Okay. Um, I, I just want to check in with you. Obviously, we we were, we had no show yesterday because it was a whatever like. It was when the holiday was uh, was celebrated, right? New Year's yes, Day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, but it just feels like we haven't had many shows lately. We were off for a week over the Christmas because, and then we had all the Christmas holidays um, and whatnot. Um, we went away for a week um, to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like there's so many things that have been happening that we haven't talked about on the show, and this is the stuff that I like to share. I like to talk about the the stuff like. I like to talk about like the day-to-day stuff that we deal with, which not every day we have stuff to talk about. True. Um, a lot of days in our business is actually just really quiet. Um, we're just working on other stuff. The days where it's quiet, where there's no like management stuff to deal with, that's the days, the days we work on growth. And that's that or taxes or taxes. <laughs> Um, growth, growth is, is my favorite place to be in, not necessarily the management, mm-hmm. uh, the management's like, you know, a tenant's, emailing you that their dryer doesn't work like okay well i gotta deal with that for the next half an hour or you know yesterday for example we had um our windows being installed at one of our flips and the sliding door was uh 13 inches too small like okay did they order the wrong window or the wrong sliding door or did who messed up who messed up or (laughs) Or did they grab the wrong door grab the wrong door yeah um so you know dealing with that kind of stuff and it's it's so a lot of days you know we have stuff like that we know we can share i I like sharing things like that on the show but personally i like to be in growth mode i like to have the days where there's nothing interrupting me and i can just focus on how can i make this bigger Mm -hmm. or what's the next thing i want to work on but there's just been lots of little management stuff that we've had recently I feel like we haven't talked about it all. One example is like that sliding door and how we we met, how how we worked through that. Um, there was a, a dryer that I think there was two dryers. I feel like we have two dryer issues. We did have two dryer issues. I can't remember what the second one was, but I I in my mind I'm like, do we Le have Duke. two dryer issues? So one in the Duke. That was the oven. Huh? Dryer in La Duke. We have an oven in La Duke. Oh, oven in La Duke. <laughs> Just feels like we're just drowning in appliances. <laughs> um, the I'm going to talk about the the, the dryer thing today because um, I think that's a really good. Not right now, but I'll talk about it after. Um, it's one of my things on my list. Um, I want to talk about just um, we've talked about appliance maintenance and upkeep in the mm-hmm. past. Mm-hmm. People always complain about you know appliances not they don't last like they don't they last like to. they used to. But there's things that you need to do. You know, even even our own personal dishwasher. Yeah. You know, I don't upkeep on that and the damn thing won't drain. And I'm like, oh, this thing's a piece of shit. <laughs> well, no, it's because I'm not cleaning the filter out. Like there's, 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 there's manuals for all of these um, appliances that, you know, you're supposed to be doing regular checks and cleaning and stuff like that and filters and whatnot. So I'm going to talk about the dryer today. I'm also going to talk about the dishwasher today if there's an opportunity to, because um, these are things that you need to implement into your quarterly inspections or however often you do inspections at your rental properties to make sure that these things are being cleaned out and properly maintained so that they last longer. Mm-hmm. Because when you get a phone call that a dryer doesn't work, not only is it a half an hour to an hour of your time going back and forth on emails to troubleshoot, it's also like 150 bucks for a guy to go out and replace a sensor or a, you know what I mean? Because it overworked itself. So, um, anyways, we'll talk about that today. Uh, upcoming events. 
Yes, we have an upcoming event here in Edmonton on this coming Saturday, January 7th from 1 to 3 p.m. We're holding our REI Masters uh, networking meetup at um, our last ongoing flip <laughs> from 2022 that was supposed to wrap up in 2022, but we're still here. Here we are. Um, Anyways, uh, we're almost done. It's It'll basically be at the finish line, just kind of like last few finishing touches and then ready for the clean and stuff. So you'll get to see a pretty much completed flip here in Edmonton. A lot of you have seen it throughout the process at a couple other meetups that we've held. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's here in Edmonton, January 7th, 1 to 3 p.m. A really great networking opportunity, not just um, you know the ability to see a fix and flip. If you're not interested in flipping, still come out. There's going to be uh, 50 or 60 other investors who are doing all sorts of different strategies um, that uh, may be beneficial for you to meet. Um, You may meet uh, your next contractor, your next joint venture partner, your next uh, property manager, all sorts of uh, people within our industry may be there. So someone who's got an answer to to your, you know, to your question that maybe I remember why I went to a networking event once and I learned about private lending for the first time. And I'm like, what? This is a thing? Yeah, just a random person. Chat. Right? Because yeah. nobody talked about it. You know, I hadn't heard about it before. I didn't yeah. know that it was possible. Just yeah. random, random person to chit chat with. Um, yeah. So you never know. You yeah. never know what conversations you could have. Your network is your net worth. Yeah. So we have um, an Eventbrite uh, event posted in our free REI Masters Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that Facebook group, um, hop on Facebook right now and request to join. We'll get you added in there. And the Eventbrite link is pinned to the top of the page. Mm -hmm. So you can get your free tickets there. We do not charge. There will be hot coffee. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all there. And it's sold out. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so we add like we add like ten tickets or something for our new listeners who are just joining us. I'll tell you what, um, no, oh, <laughs> okay, no, uh, just uh, send us an email at info at reimorningshow.com or if you got me on any of the, yeah, the socials, just DM me and say, hey, can I get in? And I'll send you the information. Um, because if I open it up ten, then ten other people are going to join, and then the other ten people are going to be like, "Oh, I thought I was going to get in." <laughs> and so, no, just send me a DM if you're serious and you want to come out. There's, there's plenty of room. It's a nice big house, but just yeah. we capped it to fifty people, just because. Um, I always know that a lot of people will message me like half an hour before being like, "Oh, shoot, sorry, man, I thought I thought I registered, but I guess I didn't." I can still yeah. come, right? And then it works out being like 100. It's also tough for uh, parking in the neighborhood when 50 people show up in 50 different vehicles. If you can carpool, you should. Yeah. (laughs) Don't block people's driveways. Be a good neighbor. Watch out for the uh, fire hydrant. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, we're looking forward to seeing everybody. And and yeah, feel free to shoot me a DM and I'll send you the info. It's free to come in, so it's not a big deal. Um, Okay, cool. Let's take a quick little commercial break and then we'll get into that question. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right, no sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. <laughs> so if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers, or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back. Okay, so um, the question that came in earlier was... Do you want me to read it? Yeah. I thought I had it. <laughs> uh, Barry asked the question. Do, 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 question do, do, about do. flips and versus buy and hold. When you are flipping these houses, your only profit is when the house sells. And do you pay capital gains on the money? Um, flips versus buy and hold. Okay, so when you are flipping these houses, are you reading it? Maybe I'm reading it incorrectly. No, you you are. I just think it's uh, written a little funny. Okay. But okay, so yes, when you are flipping houses, your only profit is when you sell the house. Um, if you flip it properly and you make profit, yes. Yes. 
Yes. Um, so yes, there's no rental income. There's no. I don't recommend renting out rooms. Um, yeah, while you flip. <laughs> while you flip it. So yes, that is your only profit is when the house sells and you have made yourself a good spread on what you purchased it for. Um, sorry, I guess you're after repair value minus what you paid for it, your renovation yeah. expenses and um, your holding costs. Uh, if you have anything left, that's your profit. Yeah. So uh, that is correct. And yes. Um, you when pay. you flip house, you do pay capital gains on the profit that you make. You it's make money. Congratulations. It's an active income. You pay taxes on it. Yes. Um, they give a benefit to, to owners of rental properties. And this is just, you know, we've, we've had lots of conversations about this in the past about actually, um, Barry, there is, um, I don't know. I'm going to pull up an episode for you really quickly here and share it with you. Um, and please don't, my, my tone in this episode is a little, um, I don't want to say snarky. It's not my best tone. What are you but about I, to say? <laughs> uh, no, the one where we talked about the flip tax. Oh, okay. Um, and that was just a little bit of, a little bit of frustration. Frustration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, we did two episodes on, on flipping tax. Uh, one was in April 11th of 2022. Another one was November 24th, the most recent one. So uh, you can just go into Spotify or iTunes, whichever, and look up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show and go to November 24th. Uh, there was an episode called Flipping Tax. Um, that one right there will kind of break down um, a little more in depth of what Gabby was just talking about right now and and how you pay tax and why you pay tax. And um, the myth uh around this new quote unquote flip tax that was created this this year there there is no new flip tax it's just that you always get anytime you buy something and sell something for profit you're gonna you're gonna pay taxes on the profit okay the money that you make um now your expenses you know will offset that you can deduct your expenses which will offset that the only time that you don't pay taxes for the sale of a property is when you own it as your home because they won't tax you, at least for right now. They won't tax you on the, the 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 gains that you make from your home. And also, if it's a rental property, then you only get taxed on 50% of the gains. Okay. Um, should that stop you from flipping properties? No, absolutely not. It's it's the same thing if you were buying and selling couches. If you own a if you own a furniture store, you buy something, you sell it, and you make money, you're gonna you're gonna pay it's called income tax. Um, but this is just a little bit different because it's a property. So, um, you just need, to make, just need to make sure you factor it into your business. No, don't even factor it into your business. I mean, like if you buy a couch and you sell a couch, are you thinking about the, how much taxes am I going to pay before you start that business? <laughs> no. And I think a lot of people, they, they well, can't it's the same really thing like with, it's the same thing with like a J-O-B. Like, are you going to go and work at a $30,000 salary just so that you pay less taxes and not take the $120,000 salary <laughs> so that you don't have to pay more taxes? I mean, it's a smart idea. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're, you're negotiating for your $100,000 salary, are you like, wait a second, that's only $70,000 after taxes? No, people don't think that way. But for some reason, with flipping houses, people, they're like, wait a second, I got to pay taxes on my profits? Yeah. This is why we get frustrated. This is You see, I got frustrated already. Yeah. Um, and the reason I'm getting frustrated is because this is literally the discussion and dialogue that I hear all the time. And I just, I've, I'm beyond shaking my head. Like my head's about to come off my neck. Like, I just can't handle this on how people think that way. Mm -hmm. And I, I need to, I need to, to, to make sure that everyone stops. So that's why I'm putting so much passion behind this. It's just common sense. Yeah. So I'm not saying that you're complaining about this, Barry. I'm just saying that I, I hear this all the time. And if any opportunity I have to remind people in general, um, then, then I will. But yep, you pay capital gains on the money. You pay taxes on, and on, on, on anything. You pay taxes on rental income as well. Yep. Um, Yep, uh, they will get their money. Um, yeah. So was there any follow-up to that? Uh, Paul says, can you realize tax benefits if you sell your house to your company and rent it to yourself? It says, yo, yourself. <laughs> uh, when you sell anything to account. Uh, there's so many different ways to look at this. So first things first, I, I love the question. 
and I will answer the question, but do not trust some random guy on a podcast. Even though I know what I know, I want you all to start second guessing and being critical thinkers. Just because I've been right a lot of times does not mean I'm right every, every time, even though I'm right every time. What I'm getting at is that always, always, always ask your professionals, your lawyer, your accountant for this, for this specific yeah. one, Yeah. right? Always, always, always double check with professionals because just because I'm on a podcast doesn't mean the answer is correct because I know lots of other podcasters where their answer is not correct. Okay. I know lots of other people on Instagram and Facebook that they put stuff out like this flip tax, for example. That is not correct. So don't don't just don't just trust me for this. I want you to double check and, and be a critical thinker. Okay. Now, when you sell your property to your corporation, it is a sale. I'll just start with that one. I, I won't be able to break down all of this question today. And just feel free to ask me more micro questions and I'll be able to answer I'll answer them in a more of a bite-sized approach. But when you sell your property, if you have a property, you sell to your corporation, you are going to, you personal on your personal taxes will um, that's a, that's a sale. You're going to pay taxes on that sale, whether it be a loss whatever or whatever tax bracket you're at, whatever tax bracket you're at. So if you bought it for 300 and you sell it to your company for 300, then that's fine. But, um, just know that whatever province you're in, you're, you might have land transfer taxes and stuff like that. Just all normal, um, expenses, you know, apply and, and tax, um, taxing will apply when you sell it to your corporation. It's a normal sale. Okay. Um, if you sell it for profit, you're going to pay, you know, tax on the profit, the capital gains or 50% of it, whatever it may be. Um, now, can you rent it back to yourself? Oh, that one there. I honestly, I don't really quite understand the, um, the purpose behind it. You'll have to give me a little more. You have to dive a little bit deeper into the intent and why you would do that. Um, I don't know why you would rent it to yourself and then what sub sublet it to someone else. I don't know. Yeah. There'd have to be, I can't see what the reasoning would be. If I've heard a lot of people ask a lot of questions similar to this in the past, trying to do workarounds to make sure you pay less taxes or, or you qualify for more mortgages. Again, I, I, there would need to be a really good reason and then we can we can assess on whether it's a good idea. Well, and also you're just talking about one flip. Like, are you just planning on doing one flip like ever? Rental property. Rental property. I know, but like, but you said rent it to yourself. So like, would you keep doing oh, that over would, and over and over again? Can you just rewind? Maybe you read that question. So I didn't, did I miss something there about a flip to rental or something? Yeah, flip it, sell it to your company. Oh, you, did you say that? Okay. Well, we were talking about flips, so maybe I assumed. I said, can you realize tax benefits if you sell, sell oh, your house to your company? Oh, maybe this is completely different. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a very complicated question that I just need a little more information yeah. on. And we can. I just thought since we were talking about flips, that that's this, what, you, know. you know, if you want to dive this strategy type stuff, you know, we can definitely hop on a coaching call um, and we can we can dive deeper into it. Or just again, just ask more bite sized questions. It's a little bit easier um, to kind of break it down because uh, I need a little more context um because I, I i fear answering that question yeah. without knowing all the details yeah. and then what happens is is that we clearly have no hundreds problem. of other people yeah. go and they're like oh wayne said to do this and i just want to make sure that it sounds a little over complicated yeah. but but it, it could yeah can you realize tax benefits if you sell your house to your company and rent it to yourself yeah i'd need a little more information um okay so what else we got going in the comments well barry says seems like buy and rent out is a better business plan i just don't understand how flipping houses are successful in today's world buying and holding seems like a better business model ah uh, it's a good point however it depends on your goals and um, active versus passive yeah. active versus passive income See, if you told me that you wanted to, to quit your job this year uh, and you're going to do it by buying rental properties, I'd laugh hysterically. And in you're your starting face. at zero? <laughs> I would laugh hysterically in your face. Uh, no, even if he had a million, 
Even if you had a million in the bank. No, um, I mean zero rental properties. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's um Oh, I'm going to I'm going to make this one just really really short and sweet today. Um the myth that is being sold that has been sold for the last 25 years that you can buy rental properties and quit your job um is complete horseshit. Uh people sell that to sell courses, to sell coaching, to sell memberships. Um because the mathematics do not add up. Even when interest rates were nice and low at 2.5%. The math just didn't add up. The amount of properties that you need to buy in order to to get you to a point where you can quit your job or have enough money to quit your job, it's just too many. And it's so incredibly risky and vulnerable because interest rates can go up. I'm not going to use this example of the last six months or last year, but... <clears throat> Interest rates can go up and rents could go down and then suddenly your cash flow is gone and then you got to go back to getting a job again. Um, and I've just seen so many people getting burnt uh, in the past with that model and <laughs> lots of people getting burnt in the last six months, whole lot of influencers going bankrupt mm -hmm. because of their crappy business models, um, over leveraging themselves with their burrs. Um, so it's my opinion that there should be a healthy balance. I find that rental properties are good for long-term investment. They are long-term buy and holds for a reason. That's because they're long-term. Um, can you live off of the cash flow? Yes. I mean, we live off of our cash flow. There's enough. But is it, you know, is it the only income that you should be having coming in? No, I think you should diversify and either, you know, have a business or multiple businesses or um, be flipping houses. And flipping houses is a business, at least for us. Some people just do one flip here and there because they like it and they like picking colors and light fixtures. Um, it's a business for us. It's an active income business. Um, so we have our active business. We have our passive business. We have other businesses. Um, if you want to be a full-time entrepreneur or a full-time real estate investor, you need to have a combination of active and passive. But it's our passive income, I don't, I don't rely on that. I don't rely on our rental properties. Because those are our long-term investments. If you look at rental properties as long-term investments to, to give to your kids, right? As an inheritance to support you when you retire. Like, I mean, like real retire, like, you know, Florida retire. Um, or, you know, when you're done doing the active business thing and you just want to live off of, you know, your fund or, or your, your portfolio, or you want to cash in your whole portfolio and take the cash and be a private lender. Like that's what that's for, for long-term. The active business will cover you right now if you want to you know, take a couple of vacations a year, if you want to leave your job, um, if you want to maybe retire your wife from her job, something along those lines. Um, and yes, you can make money in flipping. It's just you just need to understand how. Um, we did an amazing course back in July or August. This summer. The fix and Flip <laughs> Workshop just this past um, summer. Um you know, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest right now and this isn't gloating or anything. Um, nobody was talking about fix and flips last year. I'm not talking 2022. I'm actually talking 2021 right now. Okay. Nobody was talking about flips in 2021 until we started talking about it and just really just shining a light on it and showing people that it's possible. Holding meetups. Yeah. If you remember, um, the whole reason why I, 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 one of the, not the whole reason, one of the reasons why I decided to start a fix and flip business because everybody told me that you can't do fix and flips. I said, fuck you. Yes, I can. We're looking at the numbers. They work. Yeah. You can make it work, but you just got to look at it as a business. But for years, for 10 years, I've been listening to people on stage and listening to people in networking events saying, you can't flip, you can't flip. It doesn't work. But they weren't looking at it like a business, right? And so since we've been talking about it, how many people in Alberta and a lot across Canada are flipping houses now? Holy fucking shit snacks. Everybody is. Everybody is. Mm -hmm. Everybody's. Realtors love me. Realtors fucking love me. Again, this isn't, this isn't like I'm not gloating or anything, but like, so what I'm saying is, is that you just need to surround yourself with the right people who have an optimistic mindset, 
positive mindset as opposed to a pessimistic. Um, and if it's not for you, it's not for you, right? It is a risky investment model. It is a risky business. Um, it's not, it doesn't always work, right? There's a lot of factors and a lot of ways that your budget can get out of control. If you don't know, if you're not watching properly or if you don't know what you're doing. Um, but we've, we've seen a lot of people have a lot of success. Um, we did lots of flips this year. Some were great. Some were not so great. The market just really punched us in the, in the, in the jewels this year. Um, just so many different things happening. You know, the market went crazy in the spring and then it went down and then there's no buyers anymore. Interest, interest rates. rates are up and just like, oh man, this market has been an absolute cluster this year. But, um, you know, we managed to find a way to make it work. And all of almost every single one of the properties we sold, sold for higher than market value. So there are ways to do it. I, I think it's possible if that's something you're interested in. And it really does depend on your goals. If your goals are just to, you know, to buy 10 rental properties and have them paid off in 30 years and to give them to your kids or to live off of the rental income when you're 60, then yeah, that's totally fine. That's great. Do that. Um, but if you have audacious goals of like, I want $12,000 a month or $20,000 a month and in passive income, and I want to leave my job in the next three years, you're going to need to get aggressive. You're going to need to build some businesses, whether that be a flipping business, if you like that, or go buy a Tim Hortons franchise or whichever, or build a wholesaling business or a rent own business. There's lots, but you need to, you need to build some active income. Definitely. Um, so Val wants to know. Does it make sense to just have the low income spouse claim the income from a fix and flip? Sorry? Does it make sense to have just the low income spouse claim the income from a fix and flip? So it's a little more, th there's more to it than that. I mean, like who's qualifying for, like who's on title, who's qualifying for the, um, the mortgage, the, mortgage uh, the lending and all that kind of stuff. So whoever is purchasing the, the property has to has to claim the income from it. Um, we're talking tax strategies. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're doing one, because if you did, you know what I mean? Like your low income spouse, what are they making? Like $30,000 a year. But now they're also, they're going to be, if they made $30,000 in profit off of that flip or more, now they're in a $60,000 tax bracket. So now that like, it doesn't make any sense. Now they're in your bracket. Or if you do two flips that year, now they're over $100,000 a year in personal income. So now they're in your tax bracket. So it doesn't like, it, it would make sense if they made no money, but then would they be able to qualify for the private lender? Pra, maybe, depends on your reputation. Um, I think that the smarter approach is to to buy it through your corporation. And then to, you know, you'll pay small, because it's business income, you're flipping houses, you'll pay small, whatever it is, 10% um, in your business um, for taxes. And then from there, you can be strategic on how much you pay out to the owners of the business, so yourself or your partner, um, if they're in a low, you know, tax bracket, um, you know, maybe if the, your partner made too much money that year, you can just keep the money in the corporation and then pay them out next year, right? You can be very strategic about that and how you pay it out. Um, yeah, there's it, but for the questions like that on how to pay the least amount of taxes and tax planning, talk to your um, accountant. Talk to your accountant because uh, my answer will be different than your answer. Be different from everybody else's answer. Um, but you know, I, I did one flip in my name this year, right? Yeah. For various reasons, but one of them was, you know, I didn't, I hadn't paid my, I hadn't paid myself anything yet. Right. Mm -hmm. So like if I pay myself, you know, let's say $40,000 on some flip or $20,000 on some flip, you know, cause I bought it in my personal name, I can put all those through my personal income tax and, and claim all the deductions on my personal income tax. And then but I'm just going to pay myself out other money from my other corporations to bring it up to whatever, a hundred or $200,000 a year. Right. So it, it's six and a half dozen. Um, but if you're just doing one flip this year and yeah, and you don't want to start a corporation, then I'm, yeah, I would, I would buy it through whoever makes the least amount of money. Talk to your accountant. <laughs> 40 minutes in and we're just <clears throat> chatting away about flips. How's this always happen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, okay. Um, 
Uh, Josh says lots of people were flipping, being involved with many for years. Uh, social media, lots of people were flipping. Uh, you know what? There wasn't as many, that's for sure. Social media and networking has blown up, especially since COVID. Yeah. Um, I only knew of three people who were doing flipping and wholesaling. Um, like as as like as a real business in Edmonton for the last 10 years. There's people that come and go that do a flip here and there, or there's people that come and go that do wholesaling for three months or six months, and then they just kind of fizzle out. There's only three real players in Edmonton for the last 10 years. Um, but now there's tons. I think there's also a difference between individuals and between like businesses that are buying houses and, and flipping them, like like real actual like companies. I'm not oh. talking about like individual people who own a business that are buying and like we would be an individual person buying houses and flipping them within our business. There's no real big corporations buying and selling houses. Um, okay. So I want to talk about uh, appliances a little bit today because as I promised, um, Oh, hey, this is your reminder. If you're if you're hoping to win top fan for February, now would be the time to click the share button and share it to what is it? Where do you share it to, Gab? Uh, well, Facebook. Facebook. That's all that comes up for me. Really? Yeah. I mean, like you can text or email. Do you or not have LinkedIn it. or? No, I don't have LinkedIn. You, it looks like you can share it on Facebook Messenger too. So you can share it to all your friends. <laughs> Spam them. Spam all your friends. <laughs> I wonder if you, okay. I wonder if you text it to someone if you get hearts. I don't know. Well, you got to try. Anyways, this is your reminder to go and share that show. But make sure you're hitting those heart buttons and whatnot. And then uh, that way you get accumulate your hearts and you got a better chance of being in the draw for next month. Um, okay, so I said I was going to talk about appliances. Um, okay, dishwasher, you want to start with that one? We've been having trouble. Oh, someone just texted me. I found an amazing podcast. Oh, it's Gabby. She oh, she <laughs> shared the show to my text. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, dishwasher. We've been having dishwasher problems a lot this year. Um now one of the most common things for dishwashers and not working properly is drainage. Okay. So, you know, your tenants or even you at home. I know you watch that stupid jet dry or, you know, <laughs> dishwasher pod commercial. And they said, look how dirty there's literally a lasagna on this plate and it cleaned it. But where does that lasagna go? Where does the lasagna go? Yeah, it cleaned it off the plate. But where does it go? Is it sitting at the bottom of the, the dishwasher? Just like growing mold? Like, where does it go? It has to get through a filter, right? Yeah. Okay. And if it does get through the filter, it goes through this tiny little drainage hose. And what happens if that gets clogged? What happens if there's some hair? For some reason, there's hair in your dishwasher. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why would there be hair in your dishwasher? Okay. For the record, I clean I cleaned the filter out recently, and there was a lot of freaking hair in there. <laughs> okay. I don't know who's washing their hair in the dishwasher. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Get dry. <laughs> but in the bottom of your, if you take out your, um, your, your rolling tray on the bottom there, um, you take off the little spinning wand thing that sprays the water. Um, underneath that, there's a little filter. There's, there's the first filter. You just take that off, go put it underneath the sink, wash it off, scrub it off. Okay. You're going to probably throw up a couple of times. Um, and then underneath that, uh, there'll be another filter, like a cylindrical filter. Take that out clean that too. This is where it, it stops all the lasagnas from going into the drain pipe and clogging up the drain, right? And it needs to be cleaned on a regular basis. Now it will eventually break down and, you know, deteriorate and then eventually get through. But, you know, it's preventing the the water from draining properly. The pump is overworking, trying to pump it out, right? Um, you're, what's going to end up happening is your dishwasher and your sink are going to start really stinking because it's not draining properly. Um, you're going to start to notice it just smells like old dirty eggs or garbage. And you're like, oh, this piece of shit. Dishwasher's not working. Or those pods aren't working. Let's change out the pods. No, it's just you just need to clean out the filter. So that's um, something you can add in 
I don't necessarily think that sending an email to your tenant and saying, hey, make sure every three months you're cleaning out the filter in your dishwasher. They're not going to fucking do it. They're not. And this is another one of those reasons that when like people say, oh, no, 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 you can't go in and do inspections of your rental properties every three months, every six months. That's just not fair to tenants. It's too invasive. You need to clean the filter because if you don't, there's water pooling at the bottom of the dishwasher. It's either going to leak. The pump is going to overwork and then you're going to need to replace the pump. Or like, you know, this is just normal maintenance stuff that you need to do. So make sure you're cleaning those filters, add it into your quarterly inspections or your biannual inspections to make sure that you, when, when you go there or when someone goes in there, they pull out the tray and they clean out the filter. It's going to take 10 minutes. It's going to suck. You're going to throw up in front of your tenants, but you got to do it. Otherwise you're going to get an email and then you're going to send an appliance tech out. And if you want to play that game, then sure you spend the $150 to get the piece replaced or the 200 bucks to get the piece replaced. It saves me having to do 10 minutes of, of cleaning a filter. If that's the play you want to go with, then go with that play. But just know that eventually your, your, your dishwasher is going, the life of your dishwasher is going to be um, significantly less than if you maintained it properly. And then you're going to need to replace one. Right. Yep. I'm tired of people bashing Samsung. I'll forever bash Samsung. I'm tired of it. It's a, you know what it is, Gabby? I'm sorry. Please don't take offense to this. I'm going to say everyone in general, it's ignorant. You're ignoring the fact that there is a maintenance manual in there. That things are supposed to be taken care of. Right? Uh, so the Samsung bashing goes far beyond just the fact that they seem to break down. You're further. digging a hole, babe. No, but I just, okay, so... Thank you, Garrett. Exactly what I was going to get at is that talk to anybody who's tried to communicate with Samsung about the issues that they're having. They have the worst customer service and you can't get help and you can't get warranty to cover your shit. It's a like it, it's an actual problem. Okay. Do you deserve warranty? And if you have a problem with them, then say that their customer service is shit. Don't say their products are shit. Don't say that their warranty is shit because you're all shit. You're the ones not maintaining it. So, it's ignorant. But but Cody here says cleaning is not the Samsung issue. They have electronic issues. Okay. The electronic pieces in the in the beep boop beep boop fridges oh and dishwashers God. and stoves. It sounds yeah. like I'm not gonna win this fight. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, Garrett says no maintenance on a brand new stove. Liam is team Samsung. Not team anything. I'm just saying that like have you opened the manual and read it and and done the maintenance? I know we haven't. I fucking know we haven't because I don't do it. I certainly don't. Same thing with hot water tanks. Well, hot water tank only lasted three years. How many times did you drain it? Did you know that the water building up and the calcium will will corrode the bottom of your, your hot water tank? Your dip tubes? This is normal stuff you're supposed to do. If you read we have a manual sitting on the side of it, right? No one ever reads it. How often do you vacuum the little front grill of your fridge? Oh my God. How often do you vacuum? It's a, it's a filter, Gabby. Yeah. How often do you vacuum the filter? There's not enough proper airflow yeah. ventilation, yeah. which is another big issue that we had with this dryer that I was talking about recently. Um, this tenant, uh, was it over the weekend? Uh, over yeah. Friday or Saturday, something like that. Um, tenant said that the, dryer was burning her clothes melting burning melting there's probably a plastic piece that would melt it yeah okay sure <laughs> the, the proper term is is burning um or scorching but and naturally you think oh well if you know at that rental property it's an older dryer we should probably just replace it right that's the natural thing that we would think when i that thing was old when we bought the rental property and we've owned it for i don't know how many years so naturally you say, okay, let's just replace it because if it's an old dryer, you know, it's easier to buy a new one and not have any problems anymore than to pay 200 bucks to have something replaced on an old dryer, right? Why would we do that if we're just in six months, something else is going to go wrong with it. We'll pay another 200 bucks. And what but if we pay the 60, $75 call out for the technician and then it can't be fixed and we've just lost 75 bucks? And then we still need to buy a new one. The normal thought process that yeah. goes through most of our heads, you know, when, when we're getting emails like this. Um, 
what I did is I just went and I Googled um, dryer is burning my clothes. And it's a pretty normal thing, actually, because um, what most people don't do, tenants and um, rental property owners alike, is they don't properly maintain their dryers. So there's one property we own, not this one. Every single time I go to do an inspection or if I'm there doing something else, I go down to the dryer and that thing, the filter caked, is caked with lint. Okay. So no, they're not getting proper airflow. It's doing, it's putting a whole lot of extra work on, you know, everything else in the dryer because it has to work overtime because it's not being properly ventilated. It's burning their clothes. Not to mention the fact that lint is an extremely flammable material material as well. <laughs> high, high, high fire risk. Doesn't matter how many goddamn emails we send to tenants reminding them. Every time we go in there, we send them an email reminding them, hey, guys, look, this is a fire hazard. Okay, yeah, sure. Sorry. We just I forgot to do it after the last one. I'm like, no, this has been this has been months. But they don't do it, right? That's just in most dryers you have you can pull it out just right it's right at the front, right? Mm -hmm. You do that after every every look. every cycle. As well, in the back, uh there is another um you got the hose, um the ventilation hose. You can take that off as well. And a lot of stuff gets in there as well, you know, um, feathers from, you know, duvets and and um, a lot of clothes have like materials and stuff that kind of fluff out as well. Towels F are the worst. Towels, um, you know, it, it vents out and it's not being properly, you know, doesn't hit the filter or whatever. So you take that hose off the back of your dryer, just pull out the dryer, take the hose off. You need a little flathead screwdriver or, or a butter knife to, to loosen it off. It's not very hard. And then you vacuum inside that hose. Okay. Put the hose back on, go back to the exterior of your house at the back of the house um, where it vents out. And there's also a little, um, sometimes they have like a wire mesh trap or a little plastic trap um, that stops. Uh, it's a little filter outside as well and pull that off and clean that off as well. Cause there'd be more lint there as well. These are all places that you need to make sure that are clear so that your dryer is properly ventilated. And make sure that there's no lint caught there so that when it, it doesn't get hot and catch fire. And don't hire a cheap uh, furnace and duct cleaner because a good one will also clean out your dryer vent while they're really? doing your ducts. Yeah, ours does. Um, yeah, so that's part of their part of their uh, cleaning is that they also clean out the, the dryer vent line. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to continue on with that. But like as I'm scrolling through here, I wasn't reading earlier. Varsh. Varsh just says Samsung is shit in bold letters. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that too. <laughs> Amanda, Samsung is the worst. Garrett, Samsung and LG are shit. Garrett, they can suck it. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I missed all of that. Um, while you were talking about the dishwashers as well, Johnny Five said cleaning my filter now and then the next message is a wow with like a, like a Oh my God. Oh, Did he throw up? Face. Did he do a throw up emoji? No, but he was shocked. I washed my hands like five times after I do that. <laughs> and you know what? We just did it three less than three months ago. And I was unloading the dishwasher and I noticed that there was water pulling up in the bottom again. Yeah. And I went and I pulled out the filter and I pulled out the second filter and they're caked. And we rinse our dishes. Yeah, we're, we're definite pre like... We're pre-rinsers. Pre yeah. We're definitely pre-rinsers. Oh, yeah. I pre-rinse the shit out of those dirty little suckers. <laughs> um, three months. Three months, it's caked again. And, um, you know, I've, I've taken off the drain um, hose as well from the main plumbing line and, you know, made sure that's all cleared up as well. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure that we have like uh, also like a separate issue. So we are getting a technician out to look at it because we we clean our filter. As you can see, we do it probably about every three months. Yep. We've cleaned out the drain line and we still continuously have problems. And it's not Samsung. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, no, it's, it's, it's a plumbing issue. It's just things. Yeah. 
it probably just got clogged up somewhere along the line. But anyways, or the pump is just not working as hard as it should be. Yeah. But anyways, you know, w- when you understand things like this, appliance, when you, appliance technicians, they're in and they're out and they're 20, in 20 minutes and you're like, well, what was it? And they're like, oh, just this, because they deal yeah. with it every day, right? Yeah. And I'm sure like, you know, the thought of, you know, building um, high quality, high end stairs and railings is like very intimidating to me. I can't, I watch, I watch Johnny do cuts. And I watch him like, you know, drill, you know, the, the holes for, for the, um, spindles. for the spindles. And I'm like, oh my God, I, how is he just doing that? Me, I'd be like, it would take me four hours to do, to screw one because I'd be just be like, if I fuck this up, I'm going to ruin the whole thing. But for Johnny, it's just another day at work, mm-hmm. right? Just like appliance people and just like, you know, HVAC technicians and, and, you know, plumbers and whatnot. It's like, ah, oh, whatever. It's just this. You just need to drain this out. If you don't look what happens because they see it. But we don't see it. We don't know what we don't know. So I'm trying to share this information with everyone. You do not know that you need to clean these things. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, like, you know, we put drywall up and paint walls and and we put up pictures and we have no idea when you go poop, where the poop goes. A lot of people don't know where the poop goes. What does that have to do with drywall and hanging pictures? Because once you put up the drywall and you hang up the pictures and you paint the walls. Oh, it's all covered. The pl- it's all covered. <laughs> okay. You forget where does the electricity come from? It's like, where's the connection here? Where? Why is there no hot water? This house is a piece of shit. <laughs> but meanwhile, your wife went down to the hot water tank and she turned it down. Right? To, mm-hmm. to fuck with you. Who knows? But a lot of people, they just don't know what they don't know. But if you if the walls were down and you could see everything, you could spend the time with the professionals, professionals, you would actually know how this all works. And you would know, oh my gosh, the reason why my clothes are burning is because I haven't cleaned out the filter. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's what, we, that's what we did with our tenant. We sent her three different things to go and take look at first. Actually, I'll pull up the email right here. Before we send out a technician. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pull up the email Please right here. check out the three most common causes of i asked for the make and model just to keep get the ball rolling here are a few reasons why your clothes might be getting quote unquote burnt the most common cause of burnt clothes is poor ventilation please confirm slash check these items first so we can rule them out before hiring an appliance technician to make any repairs so i went through all the details i I, I found it online i'm not i'm not a appliance technician i found it online two minutes of googling over overloaded dryers so if you're if you're overloading your dryer not enough proper airflow can get through so if you're just stuffing it with duvets and towels not enough airflow is getting through and it's actually gonna the heat won't properly disperse across the whole load and it's just gonna it's gonna heat some areas more than others and it's gonna burn certain areas okay Mm -hmm. so overloading a dryer right there not enough proper airflow ventilation okay um also uh clogged dryer vents so if the vent if it's not ventilating properly um, it will mess up with the, I think it's the sensor that determines, you know, the thermostat, the thermostat determines how hot it should be in there because there's a thermostat in there that basically turns off, um, when it's at a certain heating point. Um, and if it's not properly ventilating, then it will, then it will basically malfunction, not malfunction, but it just doesn't work properly. Yeah. And then lastly, you know, if, if it's not a ventilation thing, it's not an overloading thing, then it's a thermostat issue. So basically it's running too hot and it's burning the clothes. But before I go and have someone go out there to determine it's that. there's that, lint in there. <laughs> what's, what's the first thing the appliance technician does? He grabs the lint filter, empties it, goes, takes his, you know, grabs a butter knife, undoes the ventilation hose at the back, cleans that out, goes out to the back of the house, cleans out the vent out there, tries the dryer. Hey, it didn't burn. $80 or $120. Yeah. No, I'm not going to pay him to do that. It's the responsibility of the tenant to make sure that they're properly maintaining these things. Yeah. Now, that'd be a debate. You know, some people would say that a tenant shouldn't have to go take a hose off the back. These, you know, it's an 80-year-old woman that you're renting to. Okay, cool. That's your responsibility. Then. I agree that a tenant shouldn't have to take the hose off the back. That's your uh, job okay, to maintain. Okay, hose off the back. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Clean out the lint trap 1,000%. And we, so we check it at our quarterly inspections. And if it is full of lint, they get an email or talk to if they're home about the importance of cleaning it off and the hazards and that it can malfunction the dryer. And if that happens and they haven't been cleaning out their lint trap, that they will pay for the repair. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, if you're continuously telling them and it's part in their lease that, that they need to be maintained this properly, property properly, um, and they're not maintaining it, just refusing to, then it's, it's grounds for an eviction. Hey, you're not maintaining this properly, property, pro- <laughs> property, poppy, poppy. 
Anyways, but you as the owner of the building should be, um, you know, doing the regular scheduled maintenance of the the duct cleaning and the right, cleaning right. of the back of the dryer and the exterior vents and those types of things. It's not – these quarterly inspections are not just – or biannual inspections are not just to go there to see if they're if they're clean. You need to go there and just do normal maintenance. you got to clean the gutters. you got to – Check all the ventilation is, is is working properly, right? You need to make sure there's no leaks because yeah. they will not tell you if there's leaks. Sometimes they will, but, you know, do you think – go look underneath your sink. Go look underneath all your rental property sinks. They're crammed with cleaners and 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 all the, you know, paper towels and things like that. And, Grease jars. And, what's that? Grease jars. Grease jars, right? Do you think they're going to notice a leak underneath the sink? No, absolutely not. Not for a while. Not until they move and they're like, oh, I didn't even know that, right? So it's your responsibility to make sure that those things are being done properly. It's your responsibility to make sure that you're cleaning, you know, vacuuming the filters in the front of the the fridges. Um, it's your responsibility to make sure that these, you know, like I said, the dryers, and making sure that you're going and, and draining the hot water tank, right? Drain the hot water tank and, you know, make sure that you're properly maintaining that, making sure you're cleaning the, changing the furnace filters and getting the furnace cleaned every two years. Your filter is your biggest expense when that thing shits the bed. The furnace? Yeah. What did I say? Yeah, the furnace. Yeah. And it's also a really costly repair when you need to replace a stupid little part. Yeah. So change the damn filters. Don't rely on your tenants. I hate when people say like, oh, it's in my lease that they need to change it every three months, but they don't even check. That's the ignorance. <laughs> fucking property until the end of their tenancy. Mm -hmm. They're not doing inspections. They're not checking to see if they did. Or they're like, oh, I drop off filters every three, or I supply the filters and they change them. No, that's still not good enough. Yeah, you how do you know they're in, not using it as a coffee table? You need to go in and fix, those things are sharp. You need to go in and physically change the filter yourself and make sure that you are maintaining your biggest expense, that furnace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how often would you have to pull off the hose in the back of the dryer and vacuum it? I, I'd say once a year. I mean, if you're, if your tenants are properly, you know, cleaning the lint filter on a regular basis, they're cleaning the, and you're coming every three months and you're, um, while you're doing your quarterly inspection, you're, you know, pulling off the, the wire mesh filter on the exterior of the house as well. I mean, you, it doesn't build up that much in the ventilation hose that often say once a year. So every, every three or four inspections, just, you know, bring a, bring a flathead screwdriver and clean that off. I'm just going through the rest of these comments here. If you don't mind to help me out here, go. Lots of chatter around this, like Garrett saying that the kids put full steaks into the <laughs> dishwasher. <laughs> I thought lasagna was bad. <laughs> Uh, Paul says that uh, if you go to the hardware store, there's a dryer vent brush with a flexible rod that you can get for about 20 bucks. Easy oh, shit. Quick. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, it, you got to, these are just little things that you can do or you can pay people to do, right? So you can pay people to do your quarterly inspections, yeah. right? If you don't have the time to do it, you know, pay someone to go and do it and have a checklist of these things that they need to do while they're at your site, while they're at your property. All these little things, the, the money that it costs to maintain it, I, I promise you will be less than the cost to replace everything. This is your business. If you, you know, if you owned a McDonald's, you probably have to clean out the grease in the fry, in the French fry maker. What, what do you call those? Things? <laughs> Deep fryer. Deep fryer. Thank you. You <laughs> probably got to clean out maker. the grease, right? <laughs> if they're not properly maintaining it, cleaning it and things like that, you're going to have to buy a whole new unit. This is a business. So you need to do preventative maintenance to make sure that you're not doing replacements. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Treat it like a business, I swear. And um, if you guys have any more questions about stuff like this, you know, feel free to, to jump into the Real Estate Investing Masters free Facebook group today. You know, ask some more questions about like, hey, you know, what do I do about my hot water tank? How do I maintain it properly? You know, what about washing machines? You guys didn't talk about that. Um, you know, how often are you guys, you know, doing maintenance checks and, and cleaning filters on dishwashers, those types of things? We'll, we'll gladly help you guys out. And I think that we need to spread the word a little bit more so that people, you know, start treating it, their their items better and 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 they don't spend so much on replacements and repairs and and ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all going to make a little bit more money, right? Damn straight. Yeah. Anything else that I missed here? I don't think so. Okay. Um, okay. Did I get through everything I wanted to get through today? 
I think so. Congratulations to Kyle for yes. winning top fan. Congrats, Kyle. Um, oh, I wasn't ready. Uh, let me just repeat that. Congratulations to Kyle for winning top fan. <laughs> Today is Tuesday. Uh, is it? Yep. That would make tomorrow Wednesday. And we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.